0: Live from the Terry, this is...
1: You know nothing, Lucas Tribble.
0: A podcast for only one person with only one reason.
1: To catch Lucas Tribble up on Game of Thrones, so we don't have to hear him complain anymore about how behind he is in the show.
0: I'm Steve Renault.
1: And I'm Lauren Duke. And a special warning, the show is only for Lucas Tribble and no one else. If you're not Lucas Triple, we kindly ask you to cease listening and unsubscribe from this podcast right now.
0: We'll wait while you do this. Good. It's just now Lucas. Whatever. Season 6.
1: Season 6.
0: Okay. We open up. Season 6. We're very sad because Jon Snow is dead. Yeah. Um, and so Davos, this is uh, Stannis's former uh, king's hand because uh, Stannis no longer has a head uh, because of Brienne the Tarth. And so Davos is like, you got to bring this guy back. Um, he's really important. Melisandre's like, yeah, I, I think he's important. This is the weird priestess that told Stannis to kill her child, uh, to kill his child,
1: for and better had weather. And the demon baby. And had
0: the demon baby. Smoke baby. And so Davos is like, listen, I don't know what kind of crazy stuff you're in, but I know that you were able to make a smoke baby to kill Rinley Baratheon. If you can do that, you can bring this guy back from the dead. And she's like, well, I'll try. And so all of a sudden, John's back alive after this really long kind of like procedure. and
1: Cuts off a lot of hair. Cuts off hair. Apparently
0: hair is really important to the Lord of Light. I don't Mm. know why. But anyway, John's back. John's like, I'm no longer going to be Lord Commander, but I am going to make sure that everybody who stabbed me is uh, hanged. And he does that. Make sure that everybody... Gets hanged, including and,
1: this like a year old boy.
0: Yeah, but that kid had it coming. Yeah, he did. Uh, and so John is like, that's it. I don't have any, you know, the Jon Snow, who was a member of the Night's Watch, y'all killed him. He so did. No. This Jon Snow is going to raise an army and march on to Winterfell and take back uh, and just kill Ramsey. Uh, Ramsey and Roose Bolton are still down in Winterfell. Um, and Roose decides to legitimate Ramsay and make him a Bolton, because he's mm-hmm. Ramsay Snow, like Jon is. And uh, he also uh, announces to Ramsay that Roose is expecting uh, a new baby boy, or a new baby. Mm-hmm. I don't think they know, because uh, anyway. But yeah. this new baby will be the true heir of the Bolton name and will take over Winterfell. And when he comes of age. Ramsay's, is not too is uh, not too happy about that.
1: Yeah. Um... So, um, so, you know, back at Winterfell, Sansa and Theon, um, they flee. Um, they have fled, and they are running towards the wall, um, where she is thinking that she's going to be reunited with, um, John because she thinks that he's still there, um, but um, Theon decides that he wants to head back to the Iron Islands um, because, you know, his family, and he, he wants to be reunited, take a little break from the chaos that is Westeros. Uh, but when he gets there, his um, his father has just died, and his crazy uncle, Euron,
0: You're on.
1: shows up. Um, so, yeah, lots of, lots it of good stuff. He becomes
0: a, like... Who, yes. who went to Hot Topic between season six and seven. Yes. And lost a lot of weight. <laughs> yes. But right now we got old school Euron.
1: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, um, so in King's Landing, um, Cersei is now, you know, done her walk of shame. Um, but she still has to stand trial, which is kind of crazy. Um, and so... What?
0: Everybody, everybody gets together for the trial, and Cersei is getting dressed. Oh, up.
1: they have a they have a trial by combat, correct?
0: No, no. Tomlin said no trial by combat. It's got to be a real trial, and so this is like the season, in this like part of the season finale or what. Anyway, so everybody's getting ready. Tomlin's getting ready um, to go. he's still, but uh, Cersei kind of makes his. Uh, his dressers, like, delay him. And Cersei is just kind of walking around and drinking wine in the palace. But everyone mm-hmm. else is gathered into the high sept of Baelor. That's the, like... Yeah. The Vatican mm-hmm. of of the religion. Uh All the Tyrells, except for Olenna. She's gone back to Highgarden. But Mace and Marjorie and Loras...
1: Oh, this is already... Oh, I didn't realize that this is what was happening. Yeah. Right, okay. Never mind. Okay, so I know where we are now. Okay, so... Yeah, so everybody's gathered. Um, nobody wants to um, back down. So, Tomlin, Tomlin, Tomlin um, is, um, you know, like Steve said, getting ready. They're all, you know, the key players aren't there, though. Um, everyone else is like the Queen, um, not Marcella. What's her name? Marjorie. Marjorie. Like, Marjorie's there. Um her brother is there. You know, all those big people High
0: Sparrow. High
1: Sparrow, yeah. But anyway, so um around this time too, Jamie gets back and he tells Cersei that um Marcella is dead. So that kinda puts a little damper in her mood. Um yeah. So anyway, back to um Daenerys. She is still a prisoner of the Dothraki. Um, And, yeah, since she's a a surviving wife of a slain cow, she has, or she's supposed to live in this, like, hut with all these other women. Um, And when the people that have captured her find this out, they're like, oh, we're going to take you there. Um, So she decides that she's going to, you know, do something about that.
0: But she wants to be sit on the throne of Westeros so she's like I ain't gonna play that so she just basically tumps over a massive thing of burning oil and burns everybody in the yurt or mm-hmm. whatever they're in but you know since she's a Targaryen since she's a Targaryen she doesn't catch on fire she can live through that so she once again uh, walks out of a burning structure and everybody else is, is dead and she has killed all the leaders of the dothraki all of the widows of the dothraki uh former calls and so basically all of the dothraki pledge allegiance to her because she's the only person left in power and so she hops on drogon she returns to marine just in time because Tyrion has thought he's kind of brokered a peace with the slavers And just when he's like, ah, we've got it all worked out, everything's good, that's when the slavers start this major siege on Marine, and it looks like Marine is going to fall. But then all of a sudden, um, a big dragon kind of fixes that, and basically Danny reconquers and kills all the slavers and takes back Marine. And right after that, Theon and Yara Greyjoy, who have escaped the Iron Islands after Euron killed their father and basically wanted to kill them to uh, consolidate his power. They bring this really, really large uh, fleet of Greyjoy, and the Greyjoys are the best sailors in the whole world. And so all of a sudden now, Danny has Dorthraki army that could not get on, but had no ships to get them over, three dragons, but now she has the Greyjoy uh, fleet, the Iron Fleet, that can transport everybody. So everything's kind of lining up for her, and so they are about, they uh, strike. An alliance altogether, and they start heading towards Westeros, back up north. Uh, John marches down um, with a couple of bannermen, but not a huge, not a, not a really good, um, not enough people. The Bolton's come out and meet him, which is kind of ridiculous. They could have allowed a siege and really, you know, used the walls of Winterfell, but. Ramsey is really kind of cocksure and decides to come out and face John on the open field. But before doing that, uh, Ramsey decides to let John have one of his brothers back, Rickon, who he's captured. And so he tells Rickon, hey, just run back to your your brother there. Everything's going to be fine. And Rickon decides to run in the straightest of lines ever (laughs) conceived in one's mind. And Ramsey just Shoots an arrow and kills Rickon. He
1: gets almost to touching John. Yeah. And, like, as they're reaching out to each other, an arrow just comes through his chest. And it's like, hmm.
0: zigzag, bro.
1: He's <laughs> he's dead.
0: So ends Rickon. So then John, in all of his military experience and being, you know, just a great strategist, decides to charge the whole Bolton line on his own. And, um...
1: Makes yeah. for a really cool scene, though. You like see their horses running at him, and he just whips out long claw.
0: Yeah, which is the sword that uh, Mormont gave him.
1: Uh huh. Back on the wall.
0: Back on the wall.
1: It just looks great. It does. But you know Terrible he's going to die because
0: <laughs> Davos is like, you know, the only thing we got to do is not charge him. We got to <laughs> stay put and let them come to us, and we can might win this. And he's like, great, I'm going to go charge them, <laughs> and so all of his men come racing to kind of help him, but pretty much. The Boltons are winning uh, Mm -hmm. this battle until all of a sudden Sansa, who slipped away, she's like, I have a plan, but apparently does not want to tell Jon, I can bring a cavalry on your flank. She goes off back to the Vale, to the new kind of steward of the Vale, uh, Peter Baelish, Littlefinger, who has the hots for Sansa because he had the hots for Sansa's mother, and Mm -hmm. that's kind of creepy. And basically has the Knights of the Vale ride in at the last minute and destroy the Bolton uh, army. And um, John and Sansa take back Winterfell, and the Starks are back in charge. And um, they decide to feed Ramsay to uh, to his dogs.
1: Pack of dogs, yeah.
0: But um, in all fairness, Ramsay had fed those dogs a lot of other people. <laughs> yeah. And so... Um, it was kind of poetic justice yeah. in a very sick way, but you know mm-hmm. what? It was time to end the story of Ramses. So yeah, it's sadistic, it's disgusting, but you're very proud of Sansa, who yes. all of a sudden, in that moment, is no longer this like little girl who can't yeah. take care of herself, but this very, very strong person, and uh, you're very proud of her.
1: Yeah. So, back in Essos, which you'll remember is where Arya... Is she has now regained her sight and she starts her training again at the house of black and white um, she she keeps clashing with that skinny girl that used to come and beat her up
0: the waif um, the
1: waif yeah. Um, so she's given this um, she's given this task to go assassinate this actress but instead of assassinating her she helps her out and she tells her to run Um. So, the you know the faceless men they know what she's done. Um. She gets back to the house of black and white, and homeboy Jock, (laughs) Jacquin Oh
0: crap! I just I I just want to say Jacquard Noir, Jack and Dehar or whatever.
1: Um. He's like you know you gotta go. Um. So as she's going. Um uh Waif is like sent to kill her. But instead, Arya cuts her down and then goes back to the House of Black and White and is like, Yoga, I know how to do this, and like pulls off her face and does all this kind of crazy stuff, which is um, gonna come in handy for later. Yep. Yeah. So um So we're back with Bran, north of the wall. He's studying with the three-eyed raven in this magical cave. <laughs> and um, it's like letting him time travel. And um, we learn all kinds of stuff, like about Hodor. And we also learn about this place called the Tower of Joy, which is in Dorne. And you find out that Ned's sister gave birth to a baby 14 months or something like that. Anyway, we find out that that Jon Snow is not really Ned's son. Jon Snow is Lyanna's son with someone who we assume is Rhaegar Targaryen because there were Kingsguard outside the Tower of Joy um when Ned and everyone else show up to like take Lana back. Um Liana. Liana, whatever her name and is. And Lana. Lana. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that's what we believe happened. So, we're not sure yet, as of Season 6, whether or not John is legitimate, or if this was an illegitimate child. Um, but we may find out in Season 7.
0: But John is definitely not Ned's son. No. John is definitely Liana's son, Liana's son, and Rhaegar's son. We think we think. so instead of the Tower of Joy being the place where Lyanna was being like kidnapped and held prisoner, and
1: tortured and all this comes kind of down. instead,
0: it's just where she was kind of like hiding out during the rebellion, because this whole rebellion started with Rhaegar, quote unquote, kidnapping Liana. Mm-hmm. But instead, it looks like she wasn't kidnapped.
1: It, it looks, looks like she went on her own accord
0: volition, if you will. Mm. indeed. yes. so. Unfortunately, during this vision, Bran decides he's going to go do some side visioning too without the Three-Eyed Raven. And while doing that, he has a vision of the army of the dead. And while walking through them, the Night King can see him. And this is something really interesting too. We start seeing that, that Bran can kind of loosely interact with when he like time jumps or whatever. So like he's able to yell at his dad at the Tower of Joy, and Ned Stark turns around because remember this is a flashback. But Ned can't see anybody, but he kind of heard Bran. And we've also kind of like had a sense that maybe Bran was talking to the Mad King when the Mad King was yelling to burn everybody and to burn the whole city down. We want to see what that's about. But also, uh, Bran when he walks around the army, the dead, the Night King holds onto him, like grabs him, and all of a sudden. This kind of cave that they were in that was protected by this magic has been broken, so now all of the army of the dead can flood in. And they bust up in there. They kill the Three-Eyed Raven. And Mira Reed, this is Helen Reed's uh, daughter, uh, starts dragging uh, Bran out. Summer, Bran's direwolf, sacrifices himself to try to hold back the army of the dead. Jojen had been killed earlier by the army of the dead, too. And so as they're running out, like apparently the exit of this, like the this, the emergency exit, <laughs> yeah. um, they're running out. Mira's dragging them, and um, Bran has warged, uh Bran has time traveled back to a scene at Winterfell of Lyanna, like doing. I mean, he's just I don't know exactly what he's doing at Winterfell, but he is he has gone back in time, and he sees a young Hodor, a Willis. Uh, his name is Willis. Um, Kind of walking around, and it's during this scene that Mira begins yelling uh, in the present time for Hodor to hold the door so that Bran and she can have time to escape. And so basically, Bran I think this is what happens. I think Bran wargs into Hodor, but wargs into Hodor through past Hodor, through Willis.
1: Mm.
0: And this messes Willis's mind up so much because it kind of like smashes. Current Hodor and young Willis together in that moment. Mm -hmm. Because Bran has warged into Hodor before and basically turned him into like his own personal like fighting machine. Yeah. And so to me, this is like the saddest moment ever because you see Willis, this young kid, like on the ground having a seizure. And he's just kind of blurting out, hold the door, hold the door, hold the door. And then it just kind of becomes slowly over time, Hodor. And so it means that you kind of have this circular understanding of time. Like it was Bran always had to interact with this past moment to make the present moment happen. Ooh. And it's this really kind of weird thing. But it's also kind of tragic because it's like Hodor's whole life has come to this moment of holding back this army of the dead just for long enough for Mira and John, uh, Mira and Bran to get out into the uh, winter wasteland. So it's it's really kind of sad, and Hodor is everybody's favorite character, and we're really bummed that Hodor is die uh, is is dead and sacrificed himself. Um, down to the Tully land, to the Riverlands, uh, the Freys have put a uh, a siege around uh, the Riverlands against House Tully, uh, but the Freys are really 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 bad at doing this. And so Jamie and the Lannister army comes, puts a siege around it, and basically um, kills the blackfish. this is Catelyn's uncle um, mm-hmm. and basically finishes off the Tullys and lets the phrase have the riverlands back and that's not that's not really funny either because Blackfish was also a really cool character uh, he was given Jamie like gave him the option to
1: to bend the knee
0: to yeah or
1: no actually Jamie gave. Brienne the option to go in and say, hey, yeah. march your army out, go to Winterfell. We're cool with that as long as we have your castle. Blackfish wouldn't have it because that was his castle. And that then was Brienne his tried room. to get him
0: to escape, and yeah. he wouldn't do it either. And he wouldn't
1: do it. He fought off so that Brienne and um, Podrick yeah. could escape, which Brienne and Jamie have this weird kind of relationship where they kind of like each other.
0: I think there's um, a mutual respect.
1: Like you can tell you can tell that Brienne likes Jamie and you can tell that Jamie doesn't want to hurt Brienne.
0: I don't think she likes him. I don't think there's there's an attraction. I don't. I don't think there's a thing. Ooh. I think there's a I think there's a mutual respect sort of thing. But it is weird because Brienne is there to help the Tullys
1: mm-hmm. and
0: Jamie's there as the head of the Lannisters. And remember Brienne brought Jamie back to King's Landing. And so they're kind of in each other's debt because during that whole time, Brienne got in trouble and Jamie kind of helped her out. So there's this camaraderie um, between them and they kind of show up on differing sides now. Um, And that was kind of weird, but you can kind of tell that they like hold back from attacking each other because of that respect. Um, Back in in King's Landing, uh, let's see here. Uh, looks like Kyburn, who is this kind of crazy mad scientist, um, maester, uh, resurrects the mountain, who had been yeah. killed by uh, Oberyn earlier, and the mountain resurrected is kind of terrifying, and is there. And I have a theory that the mountain is actually just a White Walker. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I think so. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Lucas. Only time will tell. (laughs) So, as Lauren said earlier, there's supposed to be a huge trial at the Great Sept. Everyone has gathered for this great trial. This is the kind of the ending. And I would recommend watching this episode, the ending episode of Season 6, because it is a phenomenal episode. Mm -hmm. So anyway, Cersei... Pretty much just chalks the bottom of the sept full of wildfire. That's what my, Mad King Ares used to burn his victims alive. And she blows the place up and kills the High Sparrow, kills Queen Marjorie, kills Queen Marjorie's father, Mace, kills Loris Tyrell as, as well, kills her own Uncle Kevin, or Keevan, who is kind of was oh, yeah. kind of took over the Lannister yeah. mm-hmm. army after Tywin died. So basically now Jamie will now be the head of the army. Um, Tommen watches this from the window because he had been kind of held back by his dressers. And when he sees that Marjorie has died and what his mother has done, he just takes a little bit of a dive out of the window and kills himself. And that is the third of Cersei's children to die. And so Cersei marches herself to the Iron Throne, puts the crown on her own head, and declares herself the King of the Seven Kingdoms, or the Queen of the Seven Kingdoms. And that is where we end that story. And Jaime walks back uh, from the Riverlands, seeing what's happened, and realizes what his sister/slash lover is capable of, and is horrified. And then in season seven, has no character development. Nope. But anyway, that ends. Six seasons. So Lucas, all you got to do now is just watch. How many, how many episodes are we now at? We're, we're,
1: we're about to see the sixth. Six. One. So just
0: five episodes, Lucas. Yeah. Just watch five episodes. And, uh, and like three of them are really good. Yeah. Not, not Eastwatch. That one was terrible. I felt like I was back in Dorne. Yeah. With the Sand Snakes.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. And with that... Good night and good luck. So just a reminder, um, we do not want anyone to rate or review our show, unless you are Lucas Triple.
1: We don't have a website or any way that you can contact us because we have an audience of one.
0: We want to thank the illustrious Terry, the greatest library ever erected by human hands. And that includes you, Library of Alexandria, for housing this award-winning podcast.
1: And remember... You know nothing, Lucas Tribble.